Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I'm 
precise when I talk. I'm laying focus in my grind. I'm precise when I walk. And for me, it's the only way comfortable. In the other way, feel like I'm working for a comfortable. And that's just not how I want to live. I'd rather do the thing and give me a feel. I feel shit that is real. I told my mama and them that I will. And daddy, we gon' have to do it. I said, shout it, why you running? Yeah. Homie, why you running? Why you, why you running away? Let go. Running away. Ah. Can't be running away. Running. No more running Stop. away. Let go. Baby, why you running? Huh? Honey, why you running? What? Darling, why you running away? Why you running, running away? Stop running away. Being her first home and where she actually began writing. So 
enjoy getting to know the baby and find out who 691 is. Without further ado, baby 691, are you in the building? Yes, I am, Mr. Boston. Hello, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing, sweetie? You know, we go back some years ourselves, you know. Yes, we we go back a long time. So without mm-hmm. further ado, let us get this show rolling. Uh, so I have a few questions for you. And you okay. can answer them any way that you wish to answer them. So the first question I have for you, Faith, you're a current member of EAT Network and BSR Radio. Would you care to explain to the listening audience what those alphabets mean? Well, for BSR, it's Black Satin Radio, and it's a powerful machine headed up by King Judah, April Cox. Um, He has a wonderful array of uh, hosts and hostesses. Uh, Aji the Poet, uh, Hector Seven, Queen's Mind is a new addition, just like myself. And um, Eat Network is associated with the wonderful Charles Beast King and that Team Hungry, where you eat everything that that that's around you. When when it comes to poet poetry and the and the arts, it's, they're both grassroots um, organizations that I'm proud to be a part of because it's bringing attention to not an individual self, but to the craft, to the art of poetry itself, and um, getting into the community and trying to um, life into our youth, but are not necessarily being exposed. Okay. Very good. Very good. So another question for you. Why is poetry important? Why is it important to me? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, and, and I think for a lot of poets, it's like air. It's like food. It's like water. It's a necessity because I did not create myself to be a poet, I was created a poet. And it's a form of expression. Um, I used to be very shy, and it let me tell what I really felt inside. And I didn't I didn't even know what I was doing at the time because I was so young. I started writing poetry when I was eight because I, I didn't have a voice. And so the pen was my voice. The, the paper was my vehicle. And those two things together um, gave me my my own little my own little world. I I've kept journals for years and years because I was a shy individual. So to me, the poetry for me is it's like life. I I could not see myself um, not existing and existing and not writing. I tried to do it for about two years and was miserable. So poetry is is my life. Indeed, indeed, same way here with me. 
So one more question for you. How does a coin begin for you with an idea, a form, or an image? Um, to be quite honest with you, I am not, like, very good at formulas. I always, like, have to look and say, oh, okay, I, I have to really take a lot of challenges. That's why I love BPC, um, Black Poetry Cafe. They give a lot of challenges to expose you to form and stuff because I'm not, like, a formula person. Um, I may, a, a smell may evoke a, um, a written thought or uh, a commotion or or the or the piece of silence. It just doesn't really matter. I, I don't really have like um, some sort of okay. Today is the day that I'm gonna write. It may just be a sight that I seen because every now and again I like to take public transportation or I like to walk because it puts you in the midst of people. And sometimes you have to be around people in parts. You have to be around people in order to get uh, inspired or to see something. So I, I don't really have, like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write. I couldn't even do it if I said I was going to do it. And when I feel a certain way, I might put out, turn out five pieces and, and may not write anything for the next week. So it, it's, just, um, it's just a little thing that calls it to mind for me. Very good, very good. So, do you have a piece for the audience? And after you finish doing the piece, would you please explain that piece for the audience, please? Okay, well, the piece that I'm about to do, it's it's kind of self-explanatory. And I did this. I was so blessed and honored to be invited by um, Scorpio Sessions, his ladies and gentlemen. Um, the gentlemen part is tonight for all of you who want to hear the guys. It's 30 awesome poets tonight on One Way Radio. Um, I was invited to participate in that beautiful show with uh, Kimbrella Renee and Queen's Mind and uh, Lily. Oh, so many um, beautiful women that I admire. And I thought that this piece was relevant and uh, so that's what I do. I'm going to do this today, and then we'll see how you feel about it. Indeed, indeed. I'm, my, I myself as a part of tonight's show, so awesome. everybody come out and see that. You know, some powerful, powerful poets are coming in tonight to do that show. So without further ado, baby, 691, my sweet little sister, the love of my life, and she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thing. <laughs> and she says, I am not a thought. I am a woman of color. I am relevant. For some rhyme or reason, they have placed me in a class and then a subclass. It's hard enough being a woman, but I, I am being sifted again. The particles that can be seen, flower is being um refined. I am the flecks that are seen as undesirable because I do not blend in well. It's not that I am not of equal measure, having come from the source. So this is where I am. 
When collected by those who enjoy difference and a little more flavor than that bland and tasty concoction, we are powerful to the palate. Oh, but we have a journey to always be more, always know more, but we rise to the occasion more often than not. We have living in our genes, J-E-A-N-S, the DNA of kings, queens, royalty resides inside of the blood that flows. We cannot, though, allow this taut hatred, this loathsome burden they've made of our melanin, the way they've tried to cause destruction to us. See, a whole cannot stand if you weaken its part. Our shades vary from the blackness of the Sudanese, the amarillo of the Ethiopians, the alabaster to the deepest chocolate of us, this mixed-race people of America they've chosen to call black. We have chosen to survive, to rise. We are alone in this plight brought on by the great diaspora. But we must remember we are strong women of color. We must remember we have been given the essence of survival because all of our ancestors survived, going back to the days of Noah. Please remember we, we are valuable, proud, smart. We are priceless. We are from the big river across where the land disappeared. I am more than my tone. I am more than just my shade. I am a force to be reckoned with. Just back me in the corner and watch the result of my struggle to get out because I will get out. I am a woman of color. I have a voice. I am relevant. I will be reckoned with. Yes, I will be seen. I am ready. Are you ready? Are you making your seed ready? The days, yes, the days, they still exist, but this time, baby, this time, we have a choice. We have a choice. My fist is in the air. My arm raised strong in solidarity because we are here, and we have a choice. Never black women, black queens, never abdicate your voice. Salute, I eat. Wow. Let me tell you what I get from that and what I think you said. You, you, the way I perceive it is she has survived. Uh, she's the splendor of birth, and her birth has begun without fading. She's the kinship without being corrupted. She's the the... African lily in the field, she's the perfume of the air we breathe, that black woman, the DNA of the world, and her, 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 her heart is not faint, and she is everything that the world has said she isn't. And that's what I got from that piece. Yes, it's, it's, it's quite, um, you know, it, it's quite a different tone. The world goes so, the world is so fickle. You know, in the 80s, I was a teenager of the 80s. We had hardly no black uh, influence. It was all old, you know, influences from the 70s. And then they got Whitney Houston, but it was so 
unblack and anorexic in the 80s, and then the 90s came with the advent of gangster rap and videos, and now everybody want to be a video hoe. And that's just not an image that we as women, we should not be pushing that fake image. It's a fake-generated media image because half of those women that's in that business, their bodies aren't natural, their bodies aren't real, you know, and it's not that um, augmentation is poor or it's a wrong choice, but if you're getting your body augmented to please a man or uh, for some other reason, and then those same men that you try to please, they call you a whore. They call you a thought. A thought is that whore over there, you know. Mm-hmm. So those are the same men that you're in the video shoots with, and that's just not an image that I feed to my daughter, and that's not an image that I want to feed to any young woman or any woman if that's not who we are. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I I, you know, those two words I despise the most, that H word and that B word. I, I despise both of those words. And you know why I despise them? Because then you come basically out of out of a, the same type of environment, you know, and we hear those words all the time. You know, we've heard them all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, I, those are two words I despise the most because I have daughters. You know, I have three daughters, and, and lo and behold, if a man called my daughters that, you know, I'm sorry, I, I I don't have no remorse for those people. And I understand. Yeah, and so I got another question for you, because maybe I've read countless pieces that you have written, and, and I know back in the day, you and I have written quite a few, and then mm-hmm. I remember back when you and I used to battle all the time, and it was just so much fun battling with you, because you were all, you were that type of writer that make you think, and so being that I've seen a lot of your work and read a lot of it, you write in a particular way, and you write in a form that very few people write in. So how do you choose the form of your poems? Um, I don't really choose a form. It kind of chooses itself. I'm kind of like a weirdo writer. I, I I do stuff off the fly, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and, it, and it's, I'm doing something. Because that, that's just how my mind works. I'm kind of quirky with things. Um, I don't like form because, I mean, I know you have to learn form and structure, but I don't form a structure because I don't like being confined and restricted. So I really don't, you know, think about um, anything. I kind of just let it flow. And however it comes to be, that's how it comes to be. I really care about sentence structure. I don't really care about grammar um, when I'm writing poetry because it, it's from me. I don't want to correct it. I don't want to do anything to it. If this is how it is now. I'm, when I work on short stories and stuff like that, then that's more formulaic um, for me. Uh, I have a novella that I'm working on, so that'll be a little bit more formulaized. But like as far as my poetry, I don't have time for because um, poems for me are like a vent. 
It's like an expression. I don't even know what I'm writing sometimes until I have to go back and reread it myself. Mm-hmm. My my friend, one of my good friends, she used to call it the hate. The hate come over you and you don't know what's going on. You just write it out. And then you look back and be like, oh, wow, uh, that's what I wrote? So, so that's how it is uh, a lot of times for me. It'll come from a trigger. You know, maybe I'm angry this one time or maybe I'm feeling um, really sexy or I'm feeling, you know, uh, certain kind of way happy, and then that's just how I let it flow. Mm-hmm, 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 indeed. So are there any forms you haven't tried but would like to try? Um, I, I, I try a lot. I, I try a lot with the, the tankas and the um, uh, acrostics and um, sonnets and um, just free prose. I try a lot. I, like, keep it... You know, I'll, I'll go search. Um, I'll go search up poetic forms and see what the what the writing scheme should be. And I'll keep myself like abreast or knowledgeable to it, but I'll, I'm, I'll never stick to it because I just I just can't. I have an issue with with conformity. It's been like that since I've been a child. So it, it's one of the things I guess that makes me um, kind of unique because I just. I, I just won't do it. I'll learn it, but I won't stick to it. Okay. Very good. What conditions help you with your writing process? Um, Anywhere. I could be talking on the phone to you, and if something come up to me, I'm going to write while I'm on the phone. Uh, if I'm in a grocery store, if I see something that, you know, just like the things that's been going on in the media, the things that's been going on in the world, um, spirituality, learning about different people's spirituality because we all are spiritual, but not, but not everybody believes in, in in our God. You know, some people believe in different gods. You know, they're, they're Hindu, Hindu, they worship Vishnu and Krishna. But, you know, just to ask the question of, like, why and who are they and what do they mean to you? Um, you know, like, I've read the Quran. I've read... Um, I've read Hindu material. I've read the Book of Mormon. I've read, I'm currently reading the Bible. I read the Bible, you know, every year. Um, I'm reading a poet called Rumi. So my mind is kind of like really open to just asking the question why. I know what I'm going to do, but I still would like to know why you do what you do. So those are the some of the things that um, drive me to write. Right. So when are we, you and I, Miss Baby and Mr. Boston, <laughs> the intellectual verbal freedom, you know, the point of his pen, you know, when are we going to get together and uh, continue our journey that we started five years ago? It's been longer than five years, man. It's been longer you know, than longer five years? Been? Yes, it's been longer than five years. I bet you in 2007. It's been... <laughs> Don't be forgetting my anniversary now. See, look, you you cutting up already. <laughs> <laughs> well, baby, I I want to ask you, do you have another piece for I the do. I do. before we I do. before we open the mics up to questions? Yes, I do. I have this piece, and this piece was really special to me. I wrote it. I wrote it in the mindset of how men can cause us to lose 
thing. Now I can never I can never be a male basher. I, I can't ever write a piece like that because I'm never that angry at a man because I always look at a man, you know, if my relationship with him is getting ready to end, well, it's just getting ready to end because he, he is lacking something or I am just not in that position to be as giving. So I never look at it as he was just this or that. It's just that it was time for it to go. Either I was to grow or he was to grow. So I can't really be angry at men. So this is not a bad kind of loss. So I'm going to go into that piece, and it says, he causes loss. His movement has affected He makes me lose myself in silent thought, makes me think thought of a future. He makes me remember my childhood when I played the games of make-deed and wondered who my prince would be. While searching eyes and enjoying his embrace, inhaling him like the air I need to survive, he reminds me of what the word love feels like. He takes me and time stands still. It's as if his kids removed me from legitimate time keeping. I am loved an artificially created world where only he and I reside. Inside of our indigo-created walls, when he takes me and claims my body as his own, I'm lost inside of that cool blue, his melanin groove too smooth to ignore. He takes me from the core of my being, the very center, gives me pleasure that I only get lost in. Nothing life can offer at this time is worthy of occupying my mind, so he causes me to lose my essence. I can't suppress my emotions. He pours inside of me his ocean, and I swim in his love and his deep devotion. With my body lying inside of his holy temple, he takes me back to my childhood. He gives me the visions of my father. I am lost in his comfort. I'm lost inside of love. I get lost severely inside of the poetry he writes, how in the midnight hour he strives upon the canvas of my calm skin, his tongue, his pen, and he signs his smart, claims his pride and joy. He causes me to lose myself with that sweet, Pillow talk, <laughs> giving a, a higher conscience, a higher level of consciousness. I lose myself in our divine alignment, how he intercedes for me, praying to the Almighty for our protection and well-being. I am lost in his quest for sanity in a world that is not sane and against loyalty. He causes me to lose myself thinking of our babies how we would make them happy, secure, and whole. I see my destination inside the prism of his soul. Never have I ever loved any other this way. See, he ravaged me mentally, taught me spiritually. He explored me in tantrum before he ever made love to me physically. He lulled me to sleep, making me lose myself in teenage thoughts phone confabulations until the dawn saying I love you into a never ending phone call giving air kisses to my lips he has caused me to lose 
all my inhibitions. This is where my soul is. His Coptic and divine love shines on me. He has caused me to release and embrace all freedom now belongs to me because he sees me for me, the dreamer, the loving goddess, the poet. His next life, I am it. He causes me to lose everything and anyone not good for me. He caused me to lose me inside of him. My love shall forevermore be because he has given me back to me because he lost himself inside of me. And that's that piece. Wow, baby. I'm I'm going to respond to thoughts in a style to you, to my little sweetie. That's <laughs> this life of mine was dying, blind already in calmest death, snowflakes on her bosom lying scarcely heaving with her breath. Love came by, having known her, in a dream of fabled lands, gently stooped and laid upon her mystic charism of his hands, drew his smile across her folded eyelids as the swallow dips breathe as finely as the cold did through the locking of her lips. So when life looked upward being warmed and breathed on from above, what sight could she have foreseen evermore but only love? And that was to you. So what we're going to do, we're going to open up the lines for questions and answers for Miss Baby. Can we bring in the first caller? Texas is up first. Texas. South Texas. Are you in the building? Yes, I am. This is Kimbrella Renee. How are you both doing? Hey, Kimbrella. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm good. I'm good. And I want to say, first off, congratulations to Miss Baby 691. I'm very, very proud of you and excited about your feature and that poem that she did, the first poem, which is the one she did in the ladies and gents, amazing, amazing, phenomenal delivery, content. I I love what you're bringing to the platform. I love the maturity that all of your pieces speak. And I just love your, I love most of all, you're very confident. You know and understand exactly who you are and everything that you write says that about you. Thank you so much, Kimberla. Um, I am like a new, uh, I, I just started this year with a brand new group of just phenomenal poets and the women. You know, you, you have to read and listen to some of the women that I'm associated with. You've got your A-game, um, Lakshmana, um, Budao introduced me to you. He was like, you need to be friends with her. I'm like, yeah, I think I did. So, and so when I, he said, come to listen. So when I first heard you, I was like, oh, my God. I was just blown away, the, your metaphors, the style of writing, the charisma. I was just like, yes. So thank you so much for saying the words to me. And I'm so glad that we are coming in beautiful sisterhood because, you know, we, we, we got a new black, we got a new black era. We are new black women. We are not. Mm-hmm. Catty, ignorant, 
ignorance on a building black woman that, that you still exist. Get rid of her. And I I'm so glad right. Yes, I'm so glad that we are a different type of woman and I'm so glad to make your your acquaintance and your friendship and be brought into your world. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I just wanted to ask your name. What if you could just explain the meaning behind your name? <laughs> um, I'm a health, I'm I'm a healthcare worker, and okay. being that I had daily contact with um, patients, I, I started my career in Texas, and uh, I always would either sing to my patients or I would um, read, recite poetry, or or just you know come up on the fly and recite something to them. So I had a patient, and he said. Oh my goodness," he said. "You are pretty. You look like a baby doll. You look just like a baby doll. You sound like a baby. So that's what I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you baby doll. So ever since then, I said, baby. I said, you know what? That does fit. And mm-hmm. ever since then, that's that's what it that's what it's been. Um, six nine one. You know, a lot of people think what they want to think, so they can think what they want to <laughs> think about that. <laughs> I never explained that. <laughs> okay. Well, at least I have a little bit of, of the history because I was always curious about that. And my last question is, when you're when it's all said and done with your work, what do you want your work to say about people? When, we, when you are no longer here and your work is left behind, what do you want that to say about you? I want that to say that I was a human being who saw who was gifted enough through God to write it, who was unafraid to share it, and that it should stir up emotions to let you know just what a woman thinks. Stop labeling us with color so we just women, and we just want to be, and that's what I want anybody to pick it up and say, this is what this woman thought at this particular epoch in time. Nice, nice, and I mean you, you. I mean, so far you definitely are putting that out there. So again, you know, much respect and love to you for what you do, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing just how far you're going to take your gift because it, it definitely is a blessing and a treasure to the platform. Thank you so much, Queen Salute. You're welcome. So, Kimberell, do you have a piece? Oh, we, I would love. You. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have a piece. All right. It's called The Mask. Okay. Damn. Sometimes it feels like Halloween all year round. Seems like just about everyone's a damn makeup artist now. But it goes deeper than trick-or-treat or pillowcases filled with sweets. Some people you've known all your life could walk past you and you wouldn't even know it. Others are a bit more obvious to the naked eye, though they really try to create truth out of their lives and creativity is no mystery, yet everyone strives to be a little bit more complex than the next while tripping over their own steps. And I joke not because this one's defiant to mask. Hiding behind transparent glass, little red Corvette traveling nowhere fast, giving up the ass to every man she passes. Yet she passes the word of gospel and claims she's Pentecostal. Please, 
This is a woman who spent most of her life on her knees, charging fees for her sexual expertise that she leads everyone to believe because of the mask she wears, you see, that she is holier than that. Sad case because even within our laws and workplace, we come face to face with racism, stating certain faces should reserve prison spaces or live in different places. But what is the basis upon which they place this thesis? Savage, stereotypical speeches that they try to camouflage the entourage of ignorant people. You incognito? I don't think so because I've peeped your style and pulled your file and read amongst the people your evil that is seep through. Slipping or slick through the eyes of needles, sewing annihilation, security blankets for your supremacy. But we see you. And you try to hide behind your corporate walls, phony ass smile, loan applications, and court trials. See, clever you are, but not quite enough because even behind your mask, I can still call your bluff. See, the mascara of your mascara is running out of time, and that stench in the air is the rotting corpse of your kind. The spirits of our ancestors smirk because we be pulling up in that hearse to read the eulogy and throw the dirt over your wicked work. See, even as I look outside my window, I can see an Escalade truck filled with crack cocaine and dope. And I damn near choke because your Ph.D. in street pharmacy is killing off our mothers, fathers and brothers, and leaving families broken. Yet your intellectually malnourished brain allows these lame dames to kneel down to give brain all the claim fame and inject their veins with pain. But what's really a shame is that some of you will sell to the same wounds from which you came. Please explain how you maintain your sanity chasing this kind of vanity of fast cash, bling, bling, money ain't a thing. We'll go to any measure for materialistic pleasure just to look like a baller, but you're really a fallen soul. Yet to the spiritually challenged, this hustle is viewed as a necessary task to achieve their goals, but they're really blindfolded by your mask. Mm-hmm. I saw her ask herself daily if she can just fit in. She wants to blend her curves in with the others, hoping she will be viewed as thin. Hunger pains in her esteem growl from within, begging to be fed with substance that will weigh more than lettuce leaves, allowing her true image to breathe. See, something was spoken to her juvenile spirit about the way her thighs rubbed together and how the fullness of her face erased her chance to be photographed as beautiful. And ever since that day, her fingers, her fingers have fondled her tonsils until a response of regurgitated pain covered her fingernails past her cuticles. She argues with her better judgment and lies to her own eyes in the mirror saying, I am fine. I am fine. Yet each time, line after line, a tear about faced upon her face erasing her chance to be Believable. They smile so wide, standing side by side with expensive wedding bands and the picture-perfect attire, draped in labels and designers that portray status, and everybody says they have it all. But the walls of their lavish home speak in tones of anger between what seems to be two strangers. The children covered their ears, hoping to drown out the sounds of a verbal war. Two sets of ears, yet no one's really listening, but they're hurting. 
yet they're emerging weaponry from their throats. She hopes to make him taste the backwash of her tears for every year that her dignity disappeared when he smeared her trust in his lust for something extra with stilettos that didn't fit her feet. And he's sweet at playing the keys to her guilt piano as each time he looks at the firstborn, he is torn and scorned that the DNA is not a match to his. See, the outsiders may envy, believing they actually have plenty, ignorant to the painful truth that their lavish house full of finer things is empty. See, we all wear our masks to help us survive. The pain and hardships that we endure in our lives, but tell me this, you're fooling everyone else, and you take off your mask, can you still look at yourself in peace? Oh, my goodness. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Take off your mask, and you still, can you still see yourself? God damn. I love that. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're very welcome. Very welcome. Again, I'm going to Sit back and enjoy the rest of your feature. Congratulations to you and Martin as well, and I love you, sis. All right. Thank you, Kimberella. Appreciate it. You're welcome. No problem. All right. Can we bring in the next caller, please? Words of William. Hey, hello, hello. Um, Hey, words of William. My man, professor, professor. Hello, how are you, Professor? Professor Sanders, oh, and uh, I'm just so I'm I'm just so loving, um, you know, Miss Baby Man, because you know I I just respect your pen so much and your professionalism, the queendomness. You know, I, when I hear you and when I read your writings, I'm always empowered, my sister, always. So I wasn't gonna miss it. You know, this is my nap time. You know, my old man, but hey, I, I had to get in there and um, just hear you. And, uh, and show you appreciation. I think we lost her. Uh, yeah, I do that to people. I put her right to sleep. You see that? You see? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, while we wait to get her back, while we wait okay. to get her back, well, then, can do you have a piece that you want to do? Uh, not really. Let me give you just a little, little short, little opening I do all the time. So, and here it goes. Um, like is yours? I know spoken word. I know the streets. I know the drugs. I know going to bed with no food to eat. I know living in a fatherless home. Man, child, lost and all alone. I know being scared and still having to fight. Losing battle after losing battle, still I fight. I know I must live my life right. But you see, I was a sucker for the left. Left hand. Left jab, left hook, left cross. Daddy left before I was born. Left mama all alone. Mama left 13 years ago. My wife left me broken, jaded, bitter, 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 bitter. I know spoken word. I don't know. Love. Impulse. Wow. Sharp, sweet, and to yeah, yeah, point. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my little opening, you know. When I get around the young people, I try to show yeah. off around them. So you know. <laughs> thank, thank you, William. <laughs> oh, there she goes. You're so welcome, dear. You're so welcome. I'm loving your I'm loving your interview, and like I told Jeff, that I just love your ink, 
your professionalism, and your queendom. You know, I mean, when I found out that you were going to be the host at my interview, you know, I was very pleased because, like I said, I know how you roll. And us old cats, we like we like old heads to, you know, interview us because you know about what I'm talking about. You know things. And I'm not calling you old. I'm not calling you old. You just have that soul, that professional soul. I am soul. old. I'm not young. Well, just, you look I, young and you I sound just, young. I just look good. You look young and you sound young. You sound like a, a teenager. I get all... You know, I, I feel guilty when I talk to you because, you know, it feels like I'm robbing the cradle. You know what I'm saying? So, I love I, you. I love it. I'm so glad I you saw, I so love yeah. your work, your energy. I can't, you know, like like I was just telling Cambrella Renee, I've been, I've been in, the, in the game in the scene for a long time, but I kind of dropped out for a couple of years, and I'll, I'll never do that again because I was miserable. And when I came back, I came back <laughs> in association with these wonderful people. I'll never forget. The first time I heard you, I heard oh, you say the piece on Fever Friday, and it was it it, it was a, a, a F America a F. A F oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I loved it. I loved it. This is right, phone. Yeah. Yes. This is right, phone. You know. You know what? This piece. You know what? I didn't mean to cut you off. You know why I did that piece? Because so many people were telling me, "Oh, you do." It's this and that, and you can't do an erotic piece. You don't do that. I'm talking about New York, you know, behind my back, these people saying these things. So I said, okay, you want an erotic poem? I'm going to give you an erotic poem, but I'm still going to be true to myself. There you go. Yes. <laughs> and when I heard yeah. that piece, my mouth was just, like, open the whole time because I'm a firm believer of you can't be anything but who you are. I'm not going to be – I cannot be a Kimbrella Renee because that's who she is. Just like she can't be a me because that's who I am. Exactly. That's just why we are a collective and a whole because we are a hand that all five fingers are an expression and you are, you are needed, you are relevant. So you never have to try to be like somebody or something. Just be who you are that's and right. you add to the body. So right. I, I love it. I love it. I'm Thank so much so much. Much. Thank you so much. And, you know, I can't do that piece too much, but, you know, people don't like that. But uh, I, keep, I keep telling them that's about America. That's not about a woman. You know, I use the body parts just so the pe- to please the people who said I don't do erotic. So right, it, right. It, it worked for me. It worked for me. So I thank you so much. I'm not going to be on the line. But I, I'll give you the first line of that, all right, the, the main yes. theme of that before yes. I go. Fuck America. And a <laughs> nasty, stinking, rotten pussy. There you go. There you go. There you go. Bad boy, you bad. Thank you so much. All right, all right. We're gonna bring in. We're gonna bring in one more caller, and then we're gonna go back to the interview, and we're gonna let Baby close her interview out with another piece and. I have one question for Miss Baby. What is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice? Um, my written voice, I'm not, I'm a very outspoken person, so I I, I see and absorb things. Like if I see somebody is a fool, I don't necessarily have to tell you you're a fool. I see you're a fool, so therefore I know to make my exit and don't be around you. But I don't have to alert you to anything. You can be what you want to be. I just don't have to have you 
inside of my circle. But my written voice, I'll I'll call you out on it in my written voice. I'll say I'll say what I want to say, um, because at the same time, it's my expression. But it's also if you choose to read it, it's less confrontational. If you choose to read it, you're gonna read it and get the message. If you don't, you don't. And also like. With my speaking voice, because I am an adult with a small voice, sometimes you get mistaken for a, you know, you get mistaken for you're not as serious. So I always have to kind of, you know, punch people a little bit and, you know, and say like, hey, don't mess with me. You better keep this, you better accept this one like it is because you don't want me to cut you. Whereas in my written voice, if I want to be childlike or sensual or sexy, you can you can see that you can see it, and then when you when they hear it, when it gets put together, you know, it's like one of them things. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, another question for you: Has your ideal of what poetry is changed since you began writing poems? Um, not really. My for my I, I've grown because I've matured, and even every day now, just just coming into contact with other poets, my conscious, like I I was I was shy away from a lot of revolutionary, a lot of conscious pieces. I was shy away from it because I know I know you know I know the deal. So I would kind of shy away from it, but now I kind of say what I want to say and how I need to say it. Um, the first piece of poetry I wrote, I was like, hey, I wrote a love note to a boy. You know, so I always was sensual and romantic, you know, and ever since then, it was always, I would see the beauty in, like, married people little. You know, I used to love to go sit at weddings and wait for that kiss, not just because, like, the kiss, but to catch that moment in between that glance that he looked at her, she looked at him. And I always could like, oh, yeah, I know what's going to happen with them. So I could feel that. So I would go and I would write that. I didn't know. I would put it in childlike terms. But it was always an emotion to, to sensualness. I don't really consider myself an erotic um, poet. I would more con- I, I more consider myself a sensual divine poet because that's how I see um that kind of that kind of feeling. So um my my, my ideal hasn't really changed. It's just kind of matured with my age. Okay, very good. I have something that I wanna say to you that I have been wanting to say to you over the years. <laughs> but before I do I want you to do a piece. I didn't hear you, Jeffrey. I said I would appreciate if you do another piece for the audience, and then I'm going to say something to you that I've been wanting to say to you (laughs) over the years. Not to in any way, but to tell you that I love you in a certain way. Okay, so I told her spoken when she told me that you were gonna do the show. I was like, girl, this man is gonna mess me up. He gonna mess me up, girl. <laughs> okay, I, I um, 
I have uh, a piece, and this expresses my spiritual side. Uh, everybody has their own right to religion, their own form of whatever, and you should always be able to express any type of uh, any type of love that you have. That you know, it's yours. So um, this is for me a special event. Um, we commemorate the Lord's Evening Meal every year, and I always write a piece every year for that. So this is called the Commemoration of the Lord's Evening Meal. On this night, every human owes his existence to the greatest sacrifice ever made. My Father in heaven, the great and almighty Jehovah God, the God of God, the Lord of Lords, and creator of this universe, supreme keeper of time, allow his only begotten son, his most valuable and most honorable Jesus, who was his word in the heavens, allow him to taste death for the whole of mankind. As I sit in solemn prayer and align myself with the spirit realm and think how heavy my father's heart was when he beheld his glorious son put to death, not as a good man, or as a martyr, but impaled upon a stake in between two convicted and condemned men. Even though he is in agony, awaiting for the life to leave his battered and bruised body, he still looks into the heart of one of those men and Truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise, giving him a hope of a resurrection. All of this being played out before his father's eyes, I sit thinking, would I give any one of my seeds so others can live? No. Quickly I respond. So for that sacrifice, I pressed my eyes tightly and said, thank you, Father. I sat in holy assembly as heaven and earth converged to be one in holy communion. Those in heaven at present says, Abba, those on the earth took and broke unleavened bread, for his body was sinless, so it cannot be defiled with leaven. Those on earth took and drank of that cup that was consecrated. They drank unfermented wine, not grape juice, because it has been fermented, and his blood was pure, sinless, and holy. Heaven and earth was unified under a full moon as loyal worshipers of Jehovah God acknowledged his love for mankind by providing his son to give us a hope of everlasting life. I sit down and I feel renewed and am thankful that I know the truth, why I am here, what my purpose is, and where I am going. I raise my eyes heavenward and beg him for mercy, for he is a kind God. He is loving. He is merciful. He is a provider, and he belongs to me. I thank you, Father, for being divine. Thank you for your heavenly angels who do your bidding. Thank you for your faithful and discreet slave on earth, feeding the masses timely and good spiritual food. Thank you, Father, for blessing us with your faithful son and installing him as your king. Thank you, Father, for loving your human creation, amen, and this I sign in my government, Stacey M. Smith. Thank you. Wow. That was 
<laughs> See why you why you be trying to do that? Bring it. I, I told Kimbrella Renee that that six nine one was a mystery, but you know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> You're not right, Jeffrey. Uh, Sanders, Mr. A.K.A. Mr. Boston. I thank you for this. Ethan. I've had a wonderful time here. I thank Kane Spade for his DSR machine. I love Cypher Wednesdays. I love your show on Sundays. I'm going to have to come up in there more often. I'm so proud to uh, have been recognized by Softly Spoken. That's my sister that she felt like she wanted to uh, uh, expose um, her poetic sister um, even more. So I thank for, uh, thank you for Kimbrella Renee coming out and William Washington, my new love. Romeo Donati is in the chat. Uh, and, and I'm just excited that I'm I'm just around all these beautiful poets. You know you are my, you know you my bottom nigga dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, baby. All right. You know I would like you to close out your segment before we revert over to the second half of the segment with Martin Ryder Pound poet. And I would like you to close your segment with a piece. Okay. Like litter on an unkept street, underneath my feet, like earth itself, an unrehearsed metaphysical reaction inside of totally unobstruction. I lay bare my nakedness, submissively awaiting your approval. The sensitive movement, the unseen awareness of your presence was blissful. A fistful of your hair glides through my fingers. It smells of sandalwood. Let my energy flow into you, line by sanctified line, because to him I am manna. Sent by providence to build his temple and to nourish his soul. Captivated by the essence that is inexplicably love. How can this be? He's only received me spiritually as our souls merged, blended, separated. But in him I lingered. In me he faded. Ebbs of seductive speech was pervasive. Last night I crossed the line into the living, giving myself intimately to a stranger. Strange in the way that he was new to me, but could touch every inch of my frame confidently. He knew to stop before he was asked and to place his mind in me mentally and not his body physically. Gently and securely, I gave myself amidst the recitation of poetry. He asked me, to share my mind and not my body. He asked me for my time and not what was between my thighs. Inside his eyes, I being a goddess, and to me, he's a king god. That's who he be. So I sit back and I take in all these words all these places, people and things, and the notion that poetry conveniently gives us and it brings into us 
psyche. And let my astral cord plummet me into another traverse. I give you these words line by line in an unrehearsed fashion because I've never taken these to pen and paper. This is just the vapors that I received from being in this room tonight. So I thank you for having the opportunity to recite and for giving me this pleasure of spilling my intimate nature. Baby 691, I eat BSR. I thank you humbly. Baby, you humbled me with that right. <laughs> you humbled me with that right. Well, I had to bite you back. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't thing. let you bite me. I had to bite you back. <laughs> yeah, I already knew it was coming because you know, like I said, we go a long, a long way back, you know, and I so miss the phone calls, you know, but I've been busy myself in school, so, you know, it's really not a lot of... Um, well, I'm going to be at your door. I'm, I'm going to be knocking on you and my love door. I'm going to be knocking on the door this spring. Trust me. I wish you could come in. I wish you could come in, come to Boston in May when I walk across the stage, you know. Well... We might, we might have to work that out. Yeah, and I wish you would show definitely come. I, that would that would be an a, a, a honor to have you to be there when I walk across the stage to get my first degree. You know, but you know, all that being said, I just want to really, really thank you for coming and showing up and showing out with your great eat uh, art. Uh, you know how I love that little squeaky voice that you have. <laughs> you know, I really miss that too. Talking to you, thank all. you, and I thank really, you, really you. appreciate you. Really, really. Appreciate you. Thank you, Jeffrey. But before I go, I want to give a shout out to Softly Spoken. Um, that's my sister. I so love her, and thank and thank her for reaching out to me. Um, for Kane Spade, DSR, um, Eat Network, um, DSR. Um, Scorpio sessions over at One Positive Way with his Jits night tonight. I can't wait to hear y'all. And for the next poet um, coming up, he's a new he's a new poet into me also. So I can't wait to sit back and hear what he has to offer. I thank everybody, and I'm 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 very 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 I'm very um, blessed, and I feel very full. So I thank all of y'all. Thank you for coming. I love you, and I'm placing this. A long life and long health to you, and I appreciate you. And I, of course, softly spoken, appreciate you. And Thank you, Jay. I love you too. And we, are we at Saturday afternoon features appreciate you. And I just want to say before we switch over to the second half, with our next guest, writer, poet Martin Pound. I love you, baby. I love you more. All right. And now we're about to go into the second half of our show without further delay. Mr. Writer Martin Pound, are you in the building? Writer Martin Pound, are you in the building? Hello? Yes, sir. Mr. Writer Martin Pound. 
What's going on, Jeffrey? Hey, what's going on, man? Long time no hear from. I know, man. <laughs> I'm at, I'm working today. I'm at, I'm at work, so I I'm trying to um I told him I was going to get him a little bit of me um while I'm at work, so it's going to be kind of going to be trying to kind of tough to pull off, but I'm going to do my best. So, okay, well then let me let me introduce you to the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the talented Mr. Ryder Martin Pound Poetry. This writer poet has one mission, one goal, one dream. The writer, the poet, Martin Powell, born in New York in the Bronx, where he began his successful journey of becoming a poet writer at the young, young age of 14. While music caught his interest, he developed the skill to write. From the heart and soul of Martin Pound through the pen on the path, the writer poet produces a beautiful poetic vibe that cannot and will not never, ever be forgotten. His passion to write is so strong to ignore. It always imagine being a poet artist because music makes him feel complete without becoming a gimmick. I, he says he wants the world to see how music and poetry brings good people together. Martin Pound releases his book entitled A Life's Journey, A Lifetime of Poetry, followed by his debut album Reality Check, which was released in 2011. That album, that album opened up the door for the career of the writer-poet as he began to gain recognition in literary worlds of influential people. In May of 2011, he caught the attention of Tiffany Lewis as she featured his work in Thermatic Literary Magazine. He was also featured in a collective book of accomplished writers entitled When Poets Unite, published by Katrina Girl of Steamy Trail Publishing. The writer-poet Martin Pound is back once again with The Rock Chronicles, which will be released in to the public on April 2013, which is already passed. The producer working on the album of Walter Pop Matthews, Jody Emily Coy, Marquise Stevens, and Coria Rebecca Khalif, and the writer-poet himself. There will also be a special appearance by Jody Neal D. and Isis the Goddess. He says he is a thinker. It's all with one goal. The goal is to present his words to the world that is constantly changing with hopes that it can be of good courage throughout the challenging economic times that our country is facing. But before we get to the questions, I want to play a track called Possibilities to Reality featuring Gazelle. possibilities we can 
lies in our veins and our vanity. Allowing our lips to be words of what the possibilities could be. But instead, our eyes tell a different story. Or how I want to fall deep into your mahogany. Could it be that moment of virtual bliss that awaits us? But if we dwell into maybes, allowing it to interfere with that tranquility. Only our imagination is the greatest escape with this lifetime of love being our destination. How will we survive the look of desperation? Willingly, you breathe my breath, exhale my love to the highest of highs. A rabbit of change that are bound by loneliness. Envision is a conference as the atmosphere strokes our thoughts. No words are being lost. Unlock your untouched pleasantry. And we can only illustrate what's in our hearts. And we can translate into reality. The season is now for we see as this bliss become formality. Only our hearts will see. On this journey, we seek. change a lot of a lot of styles so I wanted to try jazz <laughs> which I did in the, in the past neo soul and some R&B so one of my good friends that um, from London Giselle which me and her worked in the past she was um, happily willing to lend her vocals on it and the beat um, I kind of like just purchased a beat for um, a music site and it's <coughs> 
and it fit what I wanted to um uh, it fit what I wanted to do. So and then I got it produced, wrote the lyrics to it, and then brought it all together. Okay, very good, good, good. So why is poetry and music so important to Mr. Martin Powell? Um it's to me I think it's the it's the words that that flows the um like the technique that we all poets bring we all bring different styles uh, <coughs> um we study a lot of different arts you know I just think like just like laughter you know everybody said laughter um heals the soul and I think poetry does the same thing it's it kind of like it's a written um stringish element in, in what what I could bring. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a rapper. I'm not an R&B singer. So, therefore, even though I started writing song lyrics when I was younger, but then I translated into poetry. So, I found what was special to me and used it in a, a different light. And then, when I, and always been into music. So, I was like, well, if I gave this a try, um, then see how it worked, then I'll stick with it longer, and which I did. Because I only written one book, um, as you um, alluded to in the beginning, but I, I already released two <laughs> spoken word LPs, working on my third one, and you know, and then trying something else different, as I always do, um, uh, a mixtape with um, spoken word mixed with hip hop. So I'm always trying to reinvent or set the bar higher. And not scared to challenge myself to all of the possibilities that where um, poetry and spoken word can go, you know. Okay, very good, very good. So, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Oh man, uh, next five years, I just wanted to be um, happy, successful, and, and continue to make great music, poetry, collab with great artists, continue to collaborate with great artists, um, try to keep a smile and meet new pe- meet new fans, you know, and still connect with my old fans, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very supportive um, to, to the art, you know. I don't, get, I, I don't get a chance to talk to everybody that's on my friends list, but I do try to reach out when I can because I'm so busy. You know, and, and um, not just working a regular job, but I, I own my own independent label, and I have two artists that's on there also, including myself. So my my schedule is so tight, you know, and it's and it's hectic because I'm taking phone calls like on a daily basis, um, handling meetings and trying to set up shows for my artists and all of this stuff, productions and. I mean, so forth and so on. But at the end of the day, you know, if somebody asks me, say, hey, can you be on my show? If I had the time, yeah, I'd be more than willing to because I look at it this, you know, it's supporting me and I want to support them as well. And then there's new people out there that probably on your show that never heard of me and then, you know, they could connect with me, you know, find out more about me. So, I mean, 
I'm very, very, I'm very, very blessed to be in this position. And what the next five years hold, I hope it, what, it, it could be even greater than the last six years when I got started. So I'm looking, I'm looking to see what everything brings to me. Indeed, indeed. I, if I'm not mistaken, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, are you affiliated, still affiliated with Diamond Peace? Yes, I am. Yes, one of my, man, I listen to her work all the time on SoundCloud. Oh, my God. Yes. Are you are you doing any productions for her? Actually, um, the this is... Well, this is my second time. This is my first time. I, I, I produced her, her second album that will be released shortly. I'm producing my third album, um, which I produced my last album, Rock Chronicles. Um, <coughs> but I produce, I'm, I produce her LP, which she is a phenomenal artist, very talented in her own right. Um, I can't say nothing more about her. Big ups, proud, you know, proud of her. Um, and I produce my own my own LP. Sometimes I I <coughs> excuse me. Sometimes, like I say, I collaborate with so many people, and it's not just poets. It's R&B artists, um, r- rappers. You know, whatever style it fits my style, I I interject myself in there, and then I learn from them. You know, because we are students of the game. You know, and we can't take for granted that we we so big, bigger than the moment, because that we sit here and say, oh, well, I got this. You know what I'm saying? I don't need nobody help. But then that you go out there and fall flat on your face because you couldn't take the knowledge that somebody else possessed and brought to you. So, therefore, I'm always learning from somebody. I, I never think I'm better than anybody. I don't hype my name up. I just let my work speak for itself. If you love my work... Fine. If you don't, hey, I mean that's that's just the nature of the business. But at the end of the day, long as if I could work with somebody and they appreciate what I could do for them, then I'm I'm happy because I brought indeed. something to them. You know. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I appreciate that. You know. So, what are you doing in the community, and what do you have in your plans as far as as mingling inside the community and giving back? Well, right now I'm trying to um, get connected um, in a, um, um, back in the state of Georgia, working with um, some young poets um, in um, some um, boys' homes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So where um, my own um, – so, like, like – um, when I graduated from college um, a few years back, one of my teachers wanted me to go to the teacher to teach poetry. And I, and we have so many young youth out there that's very talented, and I want my helping them and seeing them grow into um, phenomenal people and sharing their gifts just as well as we have as adults. So, but I'm working on, I'm, I'm, I'm always working on, you know, to, Help help others and give back, you know, as much as I can. Indeed, indeed. But what I'm going to do is I am going to play another track, come closer, featuring um, Elliot Maurice, and then I'm going to bring in a few callers for them to question okay. and 
and give some answers. So without further ado, the track come closer featuring Elliot Maurice. You do what I'm saying? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going to have to buy that. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It's, on, it's right now. It's on um on the singles out on um iTunes right now. Okay. 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 I'm going to look that up, and uh, I'm I'm going to have to buy that one. There. I'm definitely going to have to buy that one. That that's a that's a hot hot track right there, man. I have to give it to you. That's a hot hot track. You know. Well, I, I appreciate hey. it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to bring in I'm going to bring in the first caller. And who do we have on the mic? Up next, North Central Florida. North Central Florida, are you in the building? Hi, this is Miss Central. All right, we have the wonderful, talented Mr. Martin Ryder Poet Pound in the building. You just got to listen to one of his cuts. Do you have a question for him? I do not have a question because it's been a while since I've been in contact with y'all. So he is, like, very new to me, but I I really do enjoy that track. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I do have I do have a piece um uh, that I wrote okay. this morning. Um kind of out of my realm because I was trying to write no, more than just erotica stuff, so yes, Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Your mic. This piece is called Crazy in Love. I love you. But I hate being next to you. I need you. But yet, I don't want you nowhere near me. I can't live without you, but I don't want to live with I, I don't want to live with you either. I'm confused, but yet I know how it feels to be filled, to be filled, to be loved, to be loved, to be loved, to be loved, to be loving, to hate. See, all these things are running through my mind at the same time. It got me going crazy, crazy in love, crazy and hate, crazy, confused, crazy and fear, crazy of you. I would do anything for you, but yet I would kill you if you leave. Oh, you can call me what you want, but your child, I want to conceive. You are the most beautiful man I ever know. In your words, they're caressing. But yet you're choking the hell out of me, and I got this feeling that I will no longer be because, see, it's going to be either me or you and I know it's not going to be me. Call it what you want, but I'm crazy in love. I'm crazy to hate you. I'm crazy all around. See, I love the way you love, the way you love, the way you're loving, the way the love to love to hate you. And no matter what you say, it will never change the way I feel. I need you. See, 
You're so addicted. You're addicted like a drug, like a drug that I can no longer shake. I can't shake it because I love it so much and I need it. And I need it so much that I don't want it. And I, I have to have it because that's the only way I can survive, the only way I can live, and the only way I can taste the taste that, who. I can't even breathe, and I can't breathe because I'm suffocating, and yet I still need, I need that touch, I need that smell, I need that word of words, of words, of wording, of worded, of crazy, I'm crazy in love, I'm crazy in hate, I'm crazy with crazy. That's that piece. Phenomenal. Wow. Great job. Wow. Let me ask you a question. What prompted you to write such a lovely, serious piece? Um, actually, I was driving on my way to work, and it just came to me. So, actually, I was recording it while I was driving. So, okay. I have not a clue where it comes from. It's just there. Um, I write different genre of poetry. Mostly of it is erotica. But like I said earlier, I was challenged to write other than erotica for two weeks, so I cannot write any erotica for that. Mm. But we know where it came from. We know exactly where it came from. It came from your inwards to you, from your from your inwards to your outwards. Martin, what do you think of that piece? I think it was phenomenal. Great job. Um, and this is my you know first time hearing her, and I, I really enjoy her work. And I'm looking forward to hearing more more from her in the future. Indeed, indeed. Indeed. Well, we're going to set you back down on the couch, and we're going to bring in the next caller. Thank you. You're welcome. We appreciate you showing. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Next caller. Up next is Lily, a misbehaving. Lily, are you in the building? Yes, sir. How are you? I am fine, and you? How about you? I'm good. Um, hey, hey, Martin, congratulations on your feature. Uh, thank you, Lily. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. All right, and congratulations to you on your um, release of your new LP. Thank you, sir. I actually have one of your CDs. I think it was a compilation uh, CD with uh, diamond pieces from other people. So I really yeah. enjoyed that one. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate it. Um, um, yeah, that was my you know, first compilation for my for my label. Uh, hopefully, okay. I'll be doing doing another one, probably um, probably in a, a year from now. Because um, me, myself, uh, well, myself and the other artists, you know, we have a lot of projects coming. So, so I've been this year has been so fast paced and busy, but. Um, I'm sure if you enjoy that one, I know you'll enjoy my um my new um album coming um late this summer called um Love and Lyrics. So, well, I'll be looking out for that. Well, now, I now, it. question: Do you what do you enjoy doing uh more the uh, behind the scenes producing or actually 
actual recording yourself. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's that's a tough one because I like doing it all, but I love uh-huh. I like being behind the scene. I'm I'm a I'm really modest and humble person, so therefore, um, but you know when it when it's time to be in the spotlight, I I know how to be there. You know, but I, but when it's, I, I know how to step back and let everybody shine and, and enjoy their moment. So, I mean, I, I love it all. Yeah. I love write, I love writing. I love recording. I love, you know, the production part of it. Um, I, and especially like, especially when I'm working on a, a like a track, and and I know it's really really good. And then I go, I start going all in, and I start thinking about it so much, and I'd be like, man, this track is really really. I say I can't wait to see the outcome. Then I start thinking of certain ways how to bring it out, either with myself or doing like little alleys or certain things to it, or I might need like a a singer or somebody to bring it out a little bit more. So I always kind of like studied a little bit much, just like this, um, to really bring the um the track out a little bit more. So, but I really enjoy the the recording and the production part of it a little bit more. Okay, all right, all right. Lily, do you have a piece for the audience tonight? Um, yeah, I have an old piece I did a couple years ago on the uh, National Poetry Month. So it's titled uh, In the Company of Poets. So whenever you're ready. Your mic. Okay. Meeting of Creative Minds. We all congregate in an open forum. Poets. Spoken word artists, songstresses, sharing the joy of words. Our our work can be heard throughout online poetry shows or on stage in front of the mic, where we recite, purge our passion for words that flow in a unique rhyme scheme. Dreamers, teachers, passing on what we've learned from the greats, Gil, Maya, set fire to the podium. We gather together and let our thoughts bleed out through ink and verbal expression. To some, it's a hobby, and to others, it's a career. To me, it's their, my therapy. We compilate our thoughts in books, on flash drives, and on CDs. It's one thing to hear each other on the phone or online, but if by chance we are, all, we are blessed to be all in one room together, to stand in front of our peers, to be a witness of a poet bearing their soul on the mic, to hear the emotion in their voice and to see the expression on their face as they grab the attention of every single person in the room and you feel every word that they spit, that is a beautiful thing. And it would be and has been an honor to be in the company of poets. I said peace. Out peace. Well, I, well, I must say, I must say, Lily, that was a that was a great piece, and you know, I've been following you for a long, long time, um, and we just started connecting more, you know, and yeah. I join, I'm actually enjoying your work from from your new on uh, your new CD. Great job, keep pushing, Thank you. and um, Thank you. don't let nothing stop you, sweetie. I'm all, likewise with you. Congratulations on your future and much, much success on your future endeavors. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
No problem. Thank you. I'm going to fall back. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Lily, for coming by and gracing the mic on the DSR afternoon features. You're welcome. Okay. We're going to set you back on the couch. I have a question for Martin, and then we're going to go to the speed round. So get your pieces ready. I want to make sure that everybody gets the chance to spit a piece. So without further ado, Martin, what conditions help you with your writing process? Uh, like being a student of the doing being a student of poetry, um, pretty much, because like I I study a lot of different poets from young, um, young and old, you know. Back in the day, um, certain rappers that was poets, uh, certain musicians that you know art history, just learning how to balance balance my writing, continue to grow in my writing, challenge myself every day, um, learning how to articulate the words correctly, you know, use words when to use words, when to use metaphors, um, so it's pretty much a, a straight a straight balance all the way around where I just, I study a lot um, because, <clears throat> I mean, you could write, but if you don't have like a a certain foundation or where you get your writing from or what style you're writing, um, then it's, it's, it's pretty much going to be, it, it'll be hard. So you have to be, you always got to be a student of the game to understand how poetry is written or how, um, how other poets, you know, find find a, find a balance and stuff like that in poetry. So, pretty much for me is um, just pretty much being a student of the game, technically. You know. Very well, very well, very well. Well, do you have a vocal voice piece for the audience tonight? Um, no, I don't. Not at this time because I'm I'm at work, so it's gonna be kind of hard to really try to like uh, spit a piece. So but um actually you could catch um on Tuesday you could catch me on um um on the Don Chula experience and then I'll be I'll be able to um uh, spit a piece for you then. But right now it's it's kinda hard because 'cause I'm at work and um I just have people all over around me so it's, it it would be kinda hard to like spit a piece today. Okay, okay, that's that's absolutely fine. So what we're going to do is we are going to go into the speed round, and then we're going to come back to the interview. So if you want to get on the mic in the speed round, the number is 724-444-7444. And the call ID number is 134. Two nine zero and press the star eight. So King Page, will you set the pace for the speed round? Yes, sir, yes, sir. One moment here. All right. First, uh, I would like to say uh, this is a great show right here. For those who want to get in the speed round, speed round, excuse me, like Mr. Boston say, hit star A on your phone. When your phone goes on mute, 
we will bring you in. I never knew I had it, nor it wasn't too late. Guess I finally saw it, the hands of fate. Demonstrate a poet's nature, no, I need no wooden stage. Trigger, a poetic flow of anger. Hate, joy, inspire. Pain and death, insanity. Disarray, delusion, love and lost rage. Hard to forget, war zone, cinematic. A description of a poor reciting. Turn your ears up, why I need a mic for is what the vocals are for. Thinking now this the first time I use my speech this way. Thinking how back in time poets didn't have tech. Technology like today, labels and titles wasn't branded like today. Hundred thousand languages, only we knew what everybody had to say. Unlimited styles recited on a metaphorical and spiritual level. Lessons of history of poets in the past, disasters and chaos, deceit and betrayal. Empires built up, then crumbled and destroyed, all scripted. And a poet's piece, a vision of the world in constant change. In creative writing, many stories, countless names. I don't know if the aim was always. Just a nurse to get your peace out there so the many who read will remember your name. DSR all day in peace. We must train and reduce Carter's playing cards for H. Carter Mayor's license. I reached that point in my life where I officially finished showing all of my wild oats and ready to put my days as a woman now as a player far behind me. Because living that lifeline brought me nothing but drama and confusion. I'm on grown man stuff now. Now I can see that it's time for the ladies' man to settle down with the woman that God has blessed me with. I truly desire to be with only one woman who is the ultimate representation of a queen. A real woman who is both good to me and good for me. My true love, best friend, queen, and woman who completes me. A real woman doesn't need a boy. She wants a real man who can take care of her needs emotionally, financially, physically, and spiritually. A real woman sacrifices everything that she has for a real man and expects him to give 100% of herself now that I'm 40. I can no longer do what some of these young brothers are out here doing now. I'm too mature to be playing games with my woman. Ironically, one of my favorite old school rap songs of all time is entitled, I'm going to play it by too short. Man, that song was one of my jams back in the 90s. And yes, your boy was an original Mad Daddy back in the day. That song brings back such fond memories of my youth. See, I made up my mind when I was 18. Brother O wasn't even thinking about marriage and wearing a red ring. I had aspirations of being a player for life. So where's my wife? Probably we have stuff in the pipe because he must be smoking and I'm not joking. And I had to fool in the club, getting a twerk on and sitting around with all these other dudes. In my younger days, I used to kick with a different female every week, whether they were cousins, sisters, best friends, or brothers. I even dated two women at the same time. And I did that for a while until I got caught red-handed going out with one girl on her birthday while my girlfriend was president of the poetry said last year. Even a quietly reserved brother like myself had the female swooning over me. If it wasn't a nice clothing cologne that caught their attention, my charm, good looks, and personality reeled them in every time, and I had them hooked on me like a crack fiend. Man, you're glad that smooth swag 
Like during the race, it was a section like Denzel Washington, and he had plenty of game like you else. I had the potential to have women of all races, women from all shapes, sizes, and skin complexions, women from each of the 12 zodiac signs, women from all 50 states, women from all walks of life and occupations, and women from all 200 nations around the world. I would have won the International Player of the Year award hands down in the Players' Ball. It was cool and copacetic back then. I had plenty of fun. Now this reformed woman, now the players come to realization and he needs to set an example for the young men who look up to me as a poet and a leader in my community. Turning 40 has matured me into a real man. I have learned to keep his lips up in my pants and not be tempted by every fine sister that crosses my path. Now, brother, was getting ready to get rid of his player's car, which is officially expired, and trade that son to rent for a man's license. Make the transition from a womanizer who played the field to a faithful husband who was recovering of his family. That's that piece. I want to be where you are. This is just the smell of your toxin cutting aroma. I have a glimpse of your lovely shadow trailing behind you. Even your golden footsteps to be like musical harmony to my ears and heart. To have the chance to taste your sweet presence would fulfill me to the point of overflowing. But what I relish the most is to hold you so comfortably in my arms that you fall into a relaxing dream. And I, playing the part of your handsome prince, waking you with a gentle kiss by whispering to your soul, I want to forever be where you are. That's my thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, come back to me, please. Me and all my friends were all misunderstood. They say we stand for nothing, and there's no way we ever could. And when you trust television, what you get is what you got. Because when they own the information, oh, they can bend it all they want. I was given this world, I didn't make it. Hard to shake it. Carrying the burden of my forefathers, scars of the mothers. They try to tell me I'm worthless. Bible thought me, thought me with the Holy Ghost if only they knew. See, me and my generation are misunderstood and misguided. Given the scraps of those before us, hand me down politics. Crooked cops and tongues hunt us. Crack rock concrete is hard to breathe. Lost but found. Frowning with a simple smile. Born with chips on our shoulders. We are the legacy of children leading children. Maybe that's the best way. The only way. Death. Death has become our constant friend. The one that is there more than our parents. Yet we are to blame for all the wicked things in the world. God. Where is God? Who is God? Where is he? Questions that bother me. I want to speak up, yell, cuss, shout, 
but they want us to be silent and turn our heads as they will talk to. People are dying for the words, and I guess I found something I'm willing to die for, so therefore I'm finally fit to live. They say it's our fault we follow trends, but they don't understand that they were deep like sins. We love to hate at the same damn time. I'm sorry, on behalf of Generation X, Y, Z, but we won't be silent or turn our heads. I am not scared or afraid of cracking my head. The next generation will pay for what I did. Or will they? Or should they? Will X make Y pay for Y, then Z, and I don't really understand why. And soon we can stop the forever evolving circle of burdens there. My generation, lost but found, will attempt to give this circle of life another go round. To see, me and all my friends promise something. They say we stand for nothing, and there's no way we ever could. And when you trust television, what you get is what you got. Or when they own information, oh, they can bet it all they want. Beast Queen Piranha in E. Every child is born of equal rights, fighting for his life. Then what is the issue? The same people who administer the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, white, who manipulated it for their own agenda. Do I sleep or fight in this fascism state, this police state, who have jailed us in Pacification. Why are people dumbed down in the state of mental incarceration in the seats of the draconian and Jim Crow laws? Is this earthly asylum? Do I sleep on the effects and accept the after effects of the laws that pit people against people and divide them, especially our people, into madness, fooled by old age proclamation written with the Smiling play. They were only words to save the divided states. The only, they all said you can have a slave, but you have to pay him. Read the 13th Amendment correctly. Do we sleep or fight or remain spineless? Too many of us are brainless. Them against us, us against them, we against ourselves. The laws seem to be unilateral and bilateral in reality contracts, yet prejudice in all aspects, all the time superficial, but those bastards smile directly in your face while the smiling mental rate, do I sleep, fight, or turn the blind eye? Do we continue to sleep in this intrinsic characteristic of contract itself with us on the aspect of legal representation of the court system? How convicted you are admitted to society because you've been dumbed down for centuries. The same contract distinctive of Roman law, which are being handcuffed arise in the administration of justice called a legal process, often derived from external circumstances, continue as a concept of right on the distinction of being property and possession. Do I sleep or fight? See, we are still. We are still steeped to yet another thing called blind justice. Because one is sentenced through ownership to the new plantation, but most and many have failed to see what I have seen being behind the gates of submission to the system of those who remain the slaves. Man with the beautiful blue hue better wake up in this reality. Out from the Trojan horse theory, when you look into the sphere of contract, this is the distinction between common and actualization. All of it is about your existence. 
The medium in expressing tap dance on your mental ideals as the law manipulation stipulates them, and most fail to understand those draconian laws and agree to the contract deal. The lowball character of a man simply stipulated to a slave of an ultimate disposition. How do you not want to fight for what is your right? How do you sleep at night knowing you are a slave to an unjust system? How does a man sleep on such an unfair contract when your intuition tells you that you signed your name to a fraud and reduced to nothing but a possession and property by Roman laws? Peace. Was that the last one? Yes, yes, back to you, Mr. Boston. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the man, Martin Ryder Powell. So, another question for you. Has your ideas of what poetry is changed since you began writing poems? Um, repeat that question again. Has your idea of what poetry is changed since you began writing poems? Um, not as much. Um, it's, it probably has become more in-depth than anything. Um, just learning about what's going on today more so than just when you start. When you're starting out, you kind of like write to the first things that I mean, you always probably try to write to the first thing coming to mind, but now that what I do, um, whatever, I, whatever I'm thinking, um, I try to see how I could bring it to life more so. And it's like, oh, um, I have an idea for this. Say like, oh, say like sky, blue skies um, written across the, across the rainbow. So you start just writing to it, but at the same time, it has to be a foundation to it too, constructed and bringing out. So I think now my writing becomes more, not so much technical, but more in-depth of what I'm saying and what I'm feeling and what I'm trying to convey to my audience at the same time. Okay, very good, very good, very good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play your last track and let the audience hear you do your thing. Okay, I appreciate it. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Indeed. Indeed, it's all about you. Indeed, the name of this track is called "Reminisce," featuring Tamika Trayvon.
<laughs> I need that one too, man. That I need that one too. I need that one to put it in the car, man, so I can roll. But that one, I'm rolling up the side down side the bitch, man. You know what I'm saying? I got one more question for you. Do you have a writing group or community of writers you share your work with, and who um, are they? Well, yeah, well, all my writing is on um. All my writing is on um, is on my um, is in my notes on my page. Like, if anybody that's not my friend, uh, friend me, um, I could go back and tag you. Or, I um, if if anybody has a writing group, I could take some of my pieces and put it in the group so they could read. Indeed, indeed. Well, we are at that hour, Martin. I know you at work, and I don't want to disrupt your work, but we are coming to that hour of the close, and I really want to say I appreciate you, DSR appreciate you, and the Saturday afternoon features with Softly Spoken appreciate you, and we hope to see you again in the very near future, if that is all possible, but in the meantime, we are going to close the afternoon feature. And again, I want to say one love to you, and we appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you, too, for giving me the chance to um, share my my, um, my work and connect with um, a lot of the um, poets in the community, um, new and old. So, And I look forward um, to doing it again. Thank you, and we appreciate you for coming through and gracing our mic on the DSR Saturday afternoon. Thank, thank you, and stay blessed. Thank you, too. You blessed, too. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to a close on the DSR Fire Network um, Saturday afternoon feature, and we hope to see you all again next week. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, Mr. Boss. I didn't mean to cut you off. We do have a request for one last speed round if you're up to it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Mr. Boston, just give us those guidelines for the speed round. Okay. The guidelines for the speed round is when your mic opens up, fit your piece. Just name, no title, just spit your piece. Got it? Let's go. First caller. Give in. Give in to me. Allow me to waste into you. Blow me a purple cloud like that loud and get lifted and high. Spill a line onto my mental frame like the poet Rumi perplex my hypothalamus. Fall into trust with me. Fall out of lust so you can truly see just how damn extraordinary we could really be. Look. Look. See the grandeur of this queen. I am far from unseen, but could care less if I cause a scene. See, yours are the only eyes I've set sight on. 
How can you long for any other lover when no one could possibly compare to me? Oh, yes, I'm talking realistically, not hypothetically. If only you could get past my Mars. Yeah, that's light years jump amongst stars that we share. Taste my air. Feel the freedom I give. It's like nothing you have ever felt nor has anything to compare. And no one could ever be so blatant to ask you not to share because you and I would bask with entitlement. Fill in the blank. Would you care to see life with or without me? Let's the charge and danger I bring or settle for the ordinary and the regular playing pen. I'm a menace to society because I create my own rules. Do as I choose when it comes to affairs of this heart. I'm best at this type of art. I recreate a man from the sand and dirt God gifted him to me. I am the reason he was lifted to his position as king. Forever my name will sing off the lips of his because I am a woman and am needed, desired, and wanted by a real man. I repeat, I am a woman. Fall into me, fall for me, over me, give in completely. It's only natural. I am woman. I eat. To all new and old callers, we are now tuned into DSR Presents at New Features. This is the speed round. Hit star eight on your phone if you want to participate. Hit star eight. We are at war. Wake up, we are at war. We must fight like never before. Blood spills the name of victims. Look at the rods on the side of the road. Tell me where is the road for justice? Where is the road? Where is there a verdict for all of us? Where is accountability for the those criminals? Another black man killed. What else is new? Corrupted police officers get away with murder. We keep marching against the lynching in the streets. They are guilty, not guilty. They are guilty, not guilty. Let's put our keys in the ignition. We all drive looking at the big picture. We enter the fire of the injustice. We burst back to Baltimore. We will not stop marching. We want justice. We want justice. We have the power like horsepower. We will not stop. We keep driving. We are tired. We are tired of bullies. So you hurt us with your verdict. So you try to hurt us with your lies. So you try to hurt us with your injustice. So we move forward with that powerful drive. We move forward just to say, stay alive. We will keep driving on all curves. These words are the knowledge on the street. We will drive with the protests in our heart. We will drive standing up against the lies. We will drive against the injustice on the streets. After the fight, we will never forget reverse back to Baltimore. This automatic charismatic lyrical engine. Reverse back to, to Baltimore. Rest in peace, Freddie Gray. 
We fight for them. We fight for you in this drive. Tell me now, wrap me up with this cross spin song. In peace. Let's go, Jersey. Sweetest fruit. Yeah, my tropical treat. Lips looking strawberry, succulent sweet. From the south of France, where they're known for the fine vine. I want to crush your great grape till you floor in my hand. You taste so divine. Heavenly honeydew. Sticky juice, so I'm stuck to you. Just where I want to be. Your beauty's more rare than the rainforest endangered black rose species. A pollination. Like a Polynesian bumblebee. I love being inside your apple core, looking at you while you look at me. Perfect pineapple, carefully crafted cantaloupe, juicy wet watermelon, sour in comparison to thee. You, my favorite feast. My tongue tasted every point of the slice spark in a star fruit passion. Pomegranate seed pods come out quicker than your coconut milk do. But your pores more pure than a purplish plum plum, addictive like Bohemian sugarcane rum. Of course I want some more. Why you think I'm here for? Gathering in your gorgeous gardening, dining on delectable delicacies, how's my redwood growing and hardening? I kneel before your peace tree. You drip like mango puree all over me. Priceless. Like a jewel papaya in a palace in Paris. We, we, ooh, we. The kiwi makes me speak different languages. You have the sweetest sour like exotic Asian fruit, duca or langstat. I hold you to a high esteem. You're worth more than a hundred pounds, Victoria the Queen. We reward for a fresh mango steam. I want to squeeze your golden orange sunshine come quite gleam. Then gulp your juiciness flowing like a rose. And that what they say tastes like rose water. But your flow, like a stream. Then I dipped in your frozen white sapote ice cream. My moans are drowned out by your pleasurable scream. So tasteful, classy, angelic. You must have fell out of God's own heavenly dream. That's my thought. Come on, South New Jersey. I know you got something. Do you wonder how I approach, how 
how I can cross the alphabetic cyclopedia like a shapeshifter visiting indexes of the strange and interesting from an inverse perverse in the top dimensions of mind, that I can stop time, dissect scripture, show you truth, tie harmony to the character analysis in a synoptic testament, like a synchronized history translated in the face of independent features drawn on the inside, the outside of the mind has yet fathomed in a cyclic illustrated dictionary, changes become lines advanced beyond normal time, paranormal lines of photogenic butides encircled by intense education and still within, like a book of revelation open like a can of star kiss, because I swim in search, search beyond the Bible, gather memory and world history and make government people afraid of me. Scary, one would say. Yet the mark of a master who masters the control is deciphering the paper of Titus Slavin, who rewrote scripture and typology, woven to make you believe in Jesus. When he is only a man enjoying the spiritual substantiation, as so all men. No need to wonder. I rewrite logical thinking. The logical thinking. The universe knows what has become in the right order in the human foundation of man. The awareness that we are all human beings together, we have become lost in the middle war, man and his mind. No true theory of the universe has been advanced until the sun is a black cube, which can be given them solid foundations. Those people who think they know everything are a great annoyance. How can the net amount of entropy of the universe be massively decreased by the society of humanity? The society of humanity is right in that mankind has lost its own way because of they have set up the pre-course of destiny, food pacified and plain spoken, in order to be content, men also have the possibility of developing the most vital duty in this day is a pure character. To correct your synoptic mentality, do you ever wonder why and how? I tie harmony into the character analysis in a synoptic testament of spiritual substantiation, then woke up from self-incarceration in peace. James Spade, those losers scrub me in my week on four. Powers that be gave me poetic ability to feed, emit, admit unlimited script do I pause too often. Though my skill like a unused blade or do I relearn, absorb, heightening my mental ability. Encyclopedias, dictionaries, dimensions unlock when I click infinite search. Lyrical mass expands weighing down my brain. Doubt like a virus as it remains. Am I insane or eccentric? Feel a sense of a little resentment. Apocalypse now, but the flames don't scorch my flesh. Don't know if they're from me or someone else. Every sound light around me fades, yet I still can breathe. Walk through the dark like you're looking for a switch. Ponder your life while emotion and light comes back you at the edge of a cliff does your life end or is it only the beginning DSR all day in peace okay. phenomenal speed round Mr. Boston let people know what's going on with you tomorrow man alright y'all y'all come through tomorrow night at the DSR fire before purpose spins tomorrow night at 8.30 and let us have some fun with Blue mask in the building. And until then, to each and every one of y'all from the DSR Fire Inc. Network Saturday afternoon features, good night.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.